Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Hey there, everybody. Welcome, insiders. Oh, man, I love that opening. I hope you all are so excited about uh, today's topic. Happy Wednesday to all the veterans checking in with us today. Uh, Thank you for spending some time with us. We're really excited to kick off this topic with you all. And uh, again, just thank you for uh, for jumping on board with us. We've got a really important topic that we're going to be discussing with you uh, today. And we'll get to that uh, in a moment. Uh, but first, if you guys would just drop where you're from in the uh, in the comment box, uh, let us know your branch of service. Let them, let us know your years of service. Uh, just just introduce yourselves real quick so we can uh, actually interact with you guys. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be great. Um, I'm here with the wonderful coach here on my team, Jennifer Chess. Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Good, good. Happy to have you here. And where are you checking in from today? I am in the icy tundra of Des Moines, Iowa. All right. All right. Awesome. I am in the uh, a little less icy tundra of uh, uh, Nashville, Tennessee. So um, glad to be here on board with you. Uh, really f- looking forward to discussing this topic with you. Uh, just a little bit about myself. So I spent five years in the Marine Corps the Marine Corps Infantry, I left the service at 30% disabled. And um, I worked through the disability claims process and got myself up to 80%. And some of you may be, may be to identify with this story as well. But uh, at the 80% mark, I started filing claim after claim um, and getting denied back and forth um, and left and right, it felt like. And um, I really was spinning my wheels with the VA. Um, and after, after almost probably two years of spending my wheels with the VA, I got in touch with this company, VA Claims Insider, and uh, became a client, uh, figured out a great strategy with my coach. And uh, within about six months of signing up, I was able to, uh, to hit my goal of 100% permanent in total. So I am 100% disabled, um, fellow veteran here, and uh, from one veteran to another, thank you all for your service. And again, thank you for your time, uh, you know, spending some time with us here on a, on a Wednesday, well, for me, Wednesday morning. So glad to be here and glad to uh, discuss this topic of what to do when you're denied. Let's, we'll talk about those three things that, uh, those three pathways that you all can take if you do find yourself in the position I was in when I was denied um, with my claims. So Jen, would you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, please? Yeah, thank you. Um, so again, I'm really happy to be here and talking about this, um, this topic today. Um, it's not a dead end. You're not done until you quit. A denial doesn't mean it's over. Um, so I am, again, I'm in Des Moines, Iowa. I am a civilian. I have not, um, served. However, I come from a strong military background. My grandfather, uh, served in World War II. 
Um, my dad is a Vietnam era Marine. And my father-in-law is a boots on the ground Vietnam vet army. Um, I, am a, uh, I am a jarhead mom. I'm proud to say that my son um, is a combat, he's a machine gunner um, from 2-7 Gulf and he was in Afghanistan and Iraq and he is a disabled veteran. And my significant other is also a combat Marine from the Gulf War, also a disabled veteran. He is 100% PMT. Um, professionally, I have been in healthcare um, for the past 20 plus years. And most recently, the past nine years, I've spent championing for um, private home or private providers to uh, provide care to veterans and making sure that the veterans that I personally was working with understood the the benefits that were available to them through the VA. So I've always been um, a, a, a proud military family member and um, a champion for veterans and their benefits. And I'm really glad to um, to be here at VA Claims Insider and working in this rewarding position, coaching vets through to their disability claims. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, Jen, it's, it's awesome to have you here. Um, you are uh, a huge um, asset to this company, but more importantly, a huge asset to or our organization of helping other veterans and, and veterans like myself. So thank you for what you have done. And, and I know being a mom of, of military members, and that's, that's one of the hardest jobs, um, you know, being part of the family. So, uh, you know, here in the military family. So thank you for what you do and thank you for your support to your family. And then, and then also to our veterans here within our organization. So super happy to have you here. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, so let's see, where are we checking in from today? We got Tom, Army, six years. Uh, let's see, who we got, Who else we have? Jonathan in Texas. What's up, guys? North Carolina checking in. Texas again, awesome. Okay, I see some, some female military veterans. Monica, 10-year Army veteran from Boston. Love it. What's up, Monica? How's Boston? I heard you got a lot of snow. <laughs> heard you got a lot of snow. I hope you. Uh, I hope you're all staying warm. Cool. Who else? Uh, Manuel from Ohio. Nice to see you, John. Retired in Japan. Uh, my last. Uh, my last deployment was Japan, so that was a good time. I, I hope. Uh, hope life is treating you well over there, John. Let's see a couple. Couple yeah. more army. Robert, Glenn. Nice yeah. to see you guys. Twenty years retired. Seventy-five to ninety-five. Love it. Love it. Thank you all for your service. Yeah, again, from one veteran to another. Thank you all for your service. Awesome. Couple Monica movies. said it's very cold and snowy. Yeah, yes. I'm sure. Yeah. Couple Marines in the house, Semper Five. Yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii checking Hawaii. in. Love it. What's up, guys? What is going on? Hey, Christine. Got another wonderful coach in the chat box helping us out. How are you? Hi, Lynn. Rylan from our New Year's cohort. Hey guys. Hey, thanks again. Thanks for spending some time with us. All right. So cool. So a little bit about our company, VA Claims Insider. We match you up with uh, an awesome coach. You guys develop a strategy together. You work on a little bit of education and then you work on building your medical evidence for your claim. Okay. We walk you through uh, how to submit your claim and then also preparing for your CMP preparation. We hold live classes each and every day. Um, you're more than welcome as a client to jump on those live Zoom classes with us every day. 
Um, we talk about everything from claim submissions, CMP preparation, and then as well as specialty classes, um, kind of like what we're discussing here today. So if you need help with your claim, if you need the help, if you were spinning your wheels like myself with the VA, um, underrated, frustrated, and really, really disheartened by the VA claims process, reach out, vaclaimsinsider.com. We would be thrilled to help you out, okay? We'd be thrilled to help you out and partner partner up with you as you submit your claim, okay? All right. So the moment you've all been waiting. Sorry. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The full-time support and, and then developing that strategy. Absolutely. Um, okay. So the moment you've all been waiting for, okay? So the three things to do if your VA claim is denied. Okay. So let's back up a little bit. You've submitted your claim. You've received your denial letter or your denial packet in the mail. Now what? What do you do? Okay. First of all, don't panic. Take a deep breath. Dust yourself off. Um, get ready for a fight. Okay. Because the road doesn't end there. It's not over. Okay. Just because you get that denial letter in the mail, it's not over. Okay. Um, what um, most, most of us veterans know this. Okay. Most raiders at the VA, they do a good job. Okay. Most do. Others do not. Okay. So what, what do we do now? Um, it's really important that you take charge of your claim and not to trust anybody else with your claim. Okay. Nobody else cares the same way you care. Okay. So you really got to take charge of that claim. And in the spirit of taking charge of that claim, you've got to understand the rating decision letter. Okay. The, you know, the VA has sent you that denial letter. You need to understand what's inside of that denial letter. So you know how to fight it on the back end. Okay. This letter consists of the five W's, okay? You wanna verify that all the information is correct. Uh, throughout, throughout the company here, we have seen veterans receive denial letters for other veterans. It happens, it's an error in the system and it happens, but you just wanna make sure that you're verifying that all of your information is correct when you do receive that denial letter, okay? The letter starts with the decision and evaluation uh, information. So it'll tell you whether the decision is granted your, your, your disability is continued or you're actually denied, okay? And then after that block, you're going to see an evidence block. Again, this is within your denial letter. Make sure that they've listed all of your evidence that you submitted with that claim, okay? Make sure they didn't skip anything. If you submitted a statement of supportive claim, make sure it's listed there. If you submitted a nexus letter, an IMO letter from a, uh, a board-certified doctor, make sure it's listed there. If they skip that evidence, then you know which pathway to take. And we'll get into that in a few minutes, okay? After that, you're going to see the reasons for the decision. You want to know the why. Why was your claim denied, okay? That way, once you figure that out, you'll, you'll understand how to fight it, okay? Um, the, the reconsideration element, okay? Um, we're going to say RIP, the reconsideration. We'll get to that a little bit later on as well. Once your claim has been denied, um, you have three appeal options, okay? So we're going to go over those in a few, uh, a few minutes, okay? So three pathways to go down. Um, only if you dis disagree with some or all of that decision, okay? So these are the three pathways um, you're going to take. Jen, would you like to introduce the first pathway? Your first option is going to be a higher level review. And again, reconsideration is not part of the equation anymore. Um, so you're going to, with your coach, you're going to review the documentation and the denial letter, and you're going to look through keywords. You're going to going to scour that letter, um, and you're going to review it yourself. Um, you 
received a denial letter or you were underrated. So you can um, submit for a higher level, level review, even if you feel like you were entitled to a higher rating than you received. Um, so more than likely you went over the uh, ratings, the rating structure with your coach and determined kind of where you fall within the um, rating schedule. And you kind of had it in your mind that, you know, it's appropriate for me to be at this level. So if you received an underrated um, re uh, decision, then you would want to submit for a higher level review. And typically we're gonna do this between 30 and 180 days after you receive that decision. That's gonna give you time to really review um, your own uh, documentation um, and then put it together to resubmit. So it will go in as a new claim. It'll go in as a higher level review. And at that point, a senior level adjudicator will look at your claim. In the VA, they're considered a DRO, a decision review officer. So it's a higher level of rater that's going to be reviewing that documentation. And they will then use the same evidence that was initially submitted um, to determine if there was an error made by the previous rater. So like I said, you're not submitting new evidence. You're um, using the exact same documentation, supporting doc documentation that was that was submitted with your initial claim. Um, so this is the, um, if you know that your evidence was right and something was missed, this is the way you're gonna go at the higher level review. Um, you're gonna go online and you're going to um, submit a couple different documentation pieces of documentation. One is gonna be um, a rebuttal. There's a higher level review rebuttal template. Um, that you'll use to complete that. And then um, the referral form, I'm sorry, I cannot read the number that I have written in front of me. Can you tell me what that form number is, Caleb? Uh, the, form, the form is 200996. Okay. Okay. Um, and then at that point, you're going to select records review only. You will have an option um, to select an informal phone conference. And I promise you, it will delay, it will delay your review dramatically. Um, they're only reviewing the same documentation. Doing it over the phone isn't going to make it any faster and you're not able to um, provide any new evidence or documentation. So it's not gonna go any faster if you have a phone conference. So select the uh, re re records review only. Um, and uh, that is how you submit your option of a higher level review using the current uh, supporting documentation. And Caleb, if you want to go over the supplemental claim as an option. Yeah, yeah sure. So just a couple other things on the HLR. Remember, um, you have one year to submit your higher level review, okay, after your claim comes back denied. So just keep that, keep that date in mind, okay? So you have one year to submit the HLR. Um, and remember, you cannot add new evidence, okay? that the, the VA doesn't already have. So just a couple key takeaways there. Yeah, so moving on to, to option number two. Um, the supplemental claim, okay? This is form 200995, okay? Um, generally, we're seeing these come back across the across the company pretty fast, within 30, maybe to out to 180 days from submission. Okay, the main difference here with the supplemental claim is you can add new and relevant evidence, okay? So the VA considers new evidence as information that the VA didn't have when you originally submitted your claim. Okay, so you have to add new evidence 
for them to uh, for them to accept the supplemental claim. Uh, and relevant is defined as information that can prove or disprove something that was in your uh, in your decision letter when you submitted your claim. Okay. You remember you have to submit both. Okay. So any new evidence has to be new and relevant to that condition that you were that you were applying for. Okay. You must complete this form, the 200995 form, as well as the supplemental rebuttal template. Okay. It's recommended that you do a records review only as well. It's much faster. We're seeing these decisions come back much faster. Um, now you want to file within a year of the denial, um, but it doesn't have that hard date like the HLR has. Okay. And you can also use the direct upload via va.gov. Okay. Instead of mailing it or faxing it in, uh, which can, can slow down that process, you can go ahead and direct upload it through your va.gov account. Okay. Um, so a couple, couple quick examples of new and relevant evidence. Okay. So let's say for example, one, the VA denies your service connection due to no nexus. Okay. You, there's no nexus that you can show that exists. You can upload a new IMO letter or an in my opinion letter or a nexus letter from a board certified doctor, uh, which will then be considered new and relevant information. Okay. So if the reason on your denial letter says no nexus exists, go out and get a nexus letter and then you can file that supplemental claim with that new and relevant information. Okay. Um, example two, let's say the VA denies your service connection due to a, uh, due to a disability that does not exist. Okay. You may then have to upload a new medical report saying that you that you have the actual disability that you're suffering with, you know, with current symptoms. OK, which would then be considered by the VA as new and relevant information. OK, uh, example three, if the VA denies your service connection due um, to not incurred in service, you have the option to upload a buddy letter or a lay statement from a witness who is there. OK, this this lay statement or buddy letter can be filled out by somebody who's over over the age of 18, okay, and, and who may have, there, may have been there um, and, and had witnessed you getting injured while you're in service, okay? That would be considered new and relevant information to the VA, okay? So just a couple examples there um, to, to make you aware of. Uh, remember, you know, when you get that denial letter, it's not the end of the road, okay? There are plenty of options to go forward after that, and we just wanted to give you a couple examples going through that supplemental uh, option, okay? Jen, would you like to uh, take over for option three? Sure. So your third option, really, um, I mean, it still exists. You can appeal to the board. This, I'll caution you, um, takes two to three years. Um, citing COVID um, as a delay, citing manpower, um, very, very possibly could be a two to three year commitment for um, a decision if you do an appeal to the board. Not that it's not an option and we don't want to discourage you if it's the appropriate option for you. Um, just a heads up that this is going to be a long drawn out process. Um, there's three different options uh, when you're doing an appeal to the board. Um, you're going to do a decision review request. You're going to submit the VA form. Can you help me with that? Yep. 10-182. <laughs> and the uh, board appeal template. So those are the two required documents that need uh, to go with your de decision review request. Um, we do recommend that you sele select a direct review. So evidence review only, again, um, a judge will look at the evidence that you've submitted. And if you do choose to do a video conference or a FaceTime hearing, 
it most definitely could take years. If you decide to participate in this appeal face-to-face, um, -face, then it's definitely gonna set you back on the timeline significantly. So again, we recommend that you select a direct review. And we've been, um, after the appeal is done, um, we've been seeing decisions come back in, again, um, 60 to 180 days. And when you're uploading to va.gov, you're going to upload as a direct upload. And that's how you're going to do all of the documents, no matter which option you're taking. Um, and as we alluded to previously, we talked about reconsideration no longer being an option. Um, do you kind of want to explain, explain why that's no longer an option, Caleb? Yeah, opening up, reopening up your claim. Yeah, yeah. So the, the reconsideration, um, the Moder Modernization Act was ended about a year or two ago. So once you get your denial back after going up through the appeal process, so we like to look at these as you, as you go in order, right? So file an HLR. If that doesn't work, file a supplemental and then go after the appeal pathway, okay? Generally, generally you want to take it in that order, okay? Um, if you get a denial back from the appeal um, act, or I'm sorry, the appeal decision, you can then file a supplemental claim. You can't actually reopen a new claim. So you would open up a supplemental um, because you're disagreeing with the VA's decision and add new and relevant uh, evidence, okay? Um, some, of that, some of that medical evidence, uh, we can just do a quick review. So some of the evidence requirements, you wanna make sure you have medical diagnosis of the disability or the condition. Okay, that's, that's great medical evidence, okay? Most of these claims are, they're denied um, due to lack of medical evidence. So if you can tackle that with some of these recommendations, um, that's, that would be a really strong move. Okay. Um, the next piece of medical evidence, um, you want to have that in-service stressor event or service connection. So You want to be able to show that nexus. If you need to go out and get a nexus letter, go out and get a nexus letter and show that connection from your, from your disability all the way up to your current symptoms today that you're suffering with. Okay. You want to have medical evidence or documentation of those current symptoms. So please, please, please make sure you're going to the doctor. Okay, so go to your VA doctor, go to your private doctor, um, make sure you're getting seen for these symptoms. Um, the VA wants to wants to see that you're you're having that continuation of care. Okay, so something really important there. Um, you always can file a new statement in support of claim. Okay, so that form 214138, uh, um, and you can always add, like we mentioned earlier, a buddy letter. Or, or lay evidence, okay? Uh, medical research studies is recommended. And then again, that medical nexus letter is highly recommended, okay? Um, the, VA, um, the VA will see that IMO letter from a board certified doctor, and, um, and that's gonna give you a lot of weight going forward with your claim, okay? Um, I would recommend the medical nexus letter um, that you go out and find that nexus letter or go out and get it, um, especially if you've been out of the service for more than a year or so, okay? Um, so just a quick summary, uh, remember that if you've been denied, you can file one of these three pathways. We recommend that you go in order of the HLR, supplemental, and then appeal to the board. Okay, um, let's go ahead and take a look at some of these questions and, um, and see okay. if we can. Caleb. Go ahead, Jen. I just want to um, touch on a couple of things. As far as the supplemental claim, um, if you submitted your initial claim and you did not have an IMO and a nexus, um, to use Caleb's term, um, that nexus letter is your golden ticket. That is um, an independent medical opinion um, that you've received. Um, in most cases, it's going to be from a VA accredited provider. 
with uh, that nexus statement directly connecting it to your either your prior condition or directly to your service. So that is your golden ticket. The VA needs that, um, and you know them seeing that nexus is uh, it's priceless. So um, that being um, part of additional uh, evidence that you can submit during a uh, supplemental review, and just keep in mind that it's not over. You get denied, it's not over. Um, it's frustrating and it's going to feel like you're taking a hit. Um, and, you know, the VA, the VA is not going to, they're just not going to approve me. They're fighting me left and right. We're here with you and we're committed to your win. So we'll, we can rework our strategy. We can, we can come at it from different directions. Don't quit. We're not going to quit. Um, we'll be with you through the whole thing. Take, take a break if you need to, um, but get back up on that horse. And and get what get what you legally, ethically, and morally deserve. That's right. That's right. Yep. Thank you, Jen. No, that's absolutely right. The fight's not over unless you say it's over. Uh, so we got a question in the chat box. I got a response from the VA, and they said the IMO conducted by their by a doctor was not able to be used for a decision. Um, why is this? And this is even true. Um, I without looking at the letter. Um, uh, Roscoe, um, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. Look at your decision letter, your denial letter, um, and in this situation, I think you'd be a really good candidate for that higher level review. Submit it to that higher, um, that higher rater, if you will, and um, and get a decision back on from that HLR because um, those IMOs are look. They look. They're looked at very closely, and, and like Jen was just saying. That should be your golden ticket for for your claim. So submit the HLR. I, I'm pretty sure in your situation, and, and see what that higher level rater says. Okay. I see two questions. I see one from John. Can HL, HLR be filed online? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, yes, you do want to file that online, and you can directly upload your. Um, you, you can do it all online, and then those two required documents for the HLR will be um, uploaded there. And then I see, Christopher, what do I need to do after denial letters were sent out years ago and I'm still messed up? I, um, because reconsideration is no longer um, part of the game, um, you would I, I, you would file a new claim. Um, now, would that be supplemental? Caleb, or would that be um, a higher level review if you went after a new IMO is what I would think if it's years ago. Yeah. I would um, have a new eval and um, have all new evidence to submit is the way I would suggest it. Right. If it's outside of that, if it's outside of that one year window, we'll go for the supplemental in that case. Um, I see a few questions where people have kind of the same theme. They're not sure about the, the date of their denial. Um, if you guys have any questions specifically about your claim, you can always call the VA hotline number, the 800 827-1000 number. And over the phone, they'll be able to direct you in, in the right course of action, or they can even resend you those decision letters. And you'll have all the information off those decision letters, you know, dates and and um, and uh, specific decision pieces of information. And, and those pieces of information in your denial letter, if you've lost them or, you know, in a move or can't find them, the VA will resend them to you. Uh, but those decision letters are going to be gold uh, in terms of figuring out why they denied you. So if you have to call the VA to get them to resend you 
those denial letters, go ahead and do that 1-800-827-1000 and, uh, and ask them to resend any, any and all the, the letters that you need. Okay. Jeff had a letter for his claim uh, by a certified doctor. Um, now, if that was considered his IMO and they provided a nexus, um, depending on how that was put out, um, you could request a higher level review on that. Mm -hmm. um, if it directly connected it to your service in the CMP, you felt like you had a bad exam, um, you have two options. So if it was within the last year, you can definitely have the, the, the evidence re-reviewed in a higher level review. Um, or if you had a bad exam, if you feel like you had a bad exam, you need to report that because that's not due diligence. You need to, you need to have the eval that you deserve. Um, but those are two options you may want to get with your coach um, and, and discuss yes. those options, the best option for you based on your your specific situation. Yeah, yeah. And, and just to clarify, if you had a bad CMP, you want to make sure that you report it to the VA right away. Um, you don't want to wait till after the, the decision is made because it's it's. It's, it's already past that point. So from there on, if you have a solid, if you have a solid IMO or Nexus letter, you want to submit that, that higher level review as long as you're within that one year window. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leo asked a great question. How can I join coffee with the coaches? Jen, for, for a non-elite member, how do they, how do they get on with coffee with the coaches? For a non-elite? Right, so we got we got to sign up as an elite customer, you right? To, you need to become a you need to become an elite member. Now, remember that that becoming a member doesn't cost you anything. We do everything that we do, uh, no matter how long it takes. If it takes a week, if it takes it takes four months, we do what we do. We don't take any money from you until you get your win, and it's just a portion. And it's it's that don't worry about the money. Join the club. Um, come hang out with the cool kids for coffee in the mornings. Come and do your coaching sessions. We are going to give you so much information. And if you walk away from what we give you and you file it on your own, um, one, uh, if you are denied, we won't be able to, uh, if you file on your own without using an, an IMO, we won't be able to have your back on it if you get a denial. But you'll have enough, enough education and training um, support um, to basically do it on your own. I mean, we're coaching you and we're not doing it for you. You're getting the information and we're walking it through and doing it with you. We're here to support you just like actual coaches. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, come hang out with the cool kids. Coffee for the coaches or with the coaches is no way I would rather start my mornings. No way with our, our veterans and our coaches, the, the content, the conversation, it is, it's the best way to start your day. Yep. Yep. And so we have a, yeah, no, and, and we have that great network of coaches and uh, we all put our heads together and figure out that strategy um, for, for each and every one of our clients. So it's a great, great, uh, great organization to be a part of. So I uh, have a couple questions about uh, filing within a year of which denial. Okay. The first or the second denial um, you want to, you want, as soon as that decision letter comes in, that starts the clock. Okay, so your year starts when that decision letter comes in. Okay. <clears throat> uh, let's see. With a supplemental claim, what's the rebuttal form number? Supplemental claim. 
Just double check that. So make sure we uh, we all get that clear. Okay, so that's VA form two zero zero nine nine five. If you guys if you guys ever need Google, Google's right there too. It'll it should pop up when you uh, type in VA supplemental claim. Um, yeah, so you can definitely find that number. Um, yep, John asked, can the HLR be filed online? Yep, you can do a direct upload through va.gov through your through your account there. Yep. Oh, I want to. Uh... I want to have Jim talk to his coach about the sleep apnea. Um, he's been denied for sleep apnea secondary to PTSD. Um, that is, that's a struggle. Um, it's always our last strategy that we want to go after, but you know, it can get done. It can get done again. That's going to, it, it often will take a supplemental reviewer and HLR to get it done. Um, but, but you can get, you can, I mean, as long as it's legitimate, you can get your sleep apnea uh, service connected. So stay in the fight on that get with your coach, um, and, and work on that strategy. Yeah. For, for the sleep apnea that we, we see that come back, it's, it's a little harder in some cases to get it service connected. So it's, it's very frustrating. We have a lot of our veterans come through. They're frustrated with the same sort of situation. Um, you're going to have to provide, um, provide either new evidence if needed, or, or like we said, you know, submit for the HLR within, um, uh, within one year of that denial letter. So uh, the sleep apnea fight is a tough one. We have a lot of people who are coming through who are frustrated. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, it, it can be done for sure. You, you will find that it's rarely going to be granted as secondary to PTSD. It's, it's, it's in the wording, but it's not going to be directly connected to the diagnosis of PTSD. It's more than that. So keep up the fight and get with your coach um, and, and get it right because it, it's worth the fight. Uh, Jim says we um, we did an HLR. We did the higher level review already. Okay. Yeah, so in that case, um, if Jim, if you have new evidence to add, um, maybe for that situation, if you have a... If, Somebody, I know it's been a while. You said forty-two years ago. Um, I don't know if you have anyone you're in contact with to uh, help you out with a buddy letter. Maybe they witnessed whatever you were going through. Uh, maybe they were there for that PTSD stressor event, um, and then they were they were there. Um, oh, okay. So now it goes to appeal. Yeah. Yep. 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 You can appeal it um, if you do the direct review. The uh, um, the direct review instead of choosing to go in front of a judge face-to-face -face, or now due to due to COVID, a lot of that's backed up and they're doing a lot more video conferences. Um, choose the direct review. Um, yeah, choose the direct review for the for the judge if you have all your, you should have all your evidence, okay? You're taking me from zero to 70. Leo, you're a testament. Thank you so much for posting that. And that's, I mean, we get, we get those increases yeah, yeah. Thank you for posting that, Leo. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. I, I love seeing those success stories. Um, you know, that's that's awesome. Glad, uh, glad. I'm very happy for you. As a as a recent uh hundred percenter, I, I'm really happy for you. That's it's life changing right there. Life changing. Yeah. That's JR, exactly why we do what we do. Yeah, exactly. JR asked a great question. So he won his uh cue for PTSD, but felt he was underrated. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have any other evidence, you can, if you disagree with the VA, you can file that HLR. Yep. Yep. For sure. 
for sure. Definitely, definitely a good, definitely a good option. Um, and one of our VCs, Tony added at times, a new set of fresh eyes can really help your case. So you, um, you may have submitted all the evidence that you, that you have. And then the first decision comes back from a, from either a junior raider or, or maybe somebody who's a little less experienced, um, send it up for an HLR and have a, have a, um, a senior reviewer take a look at it and, um, and then go from there and wait on that decision. Okay. Yeah, no problem. JR happy to help. If you ever, if you ever need us jump on Facebook lives again, and, and we'll be able to, uh, to help hopefully answer more of your questions, um, as needed. Okay. Uh, let's see. What are the consequences? What are the consequences if a new didn't file HLR? Can I do a supplemental with recent treatments, IMOs, or buddy letters? Yep, you can file a supplemental. You have to have that new, new and relevant information. Okay, like we like we talked about. So new information that the VA didn't have um, the first time around when you submitted your claim. So I hope I hope that answers your question there. Uh, can sleep apnea be connected to SSD? What do you think, Jen? So, um, it, it can be. Again, relating um, sleep apnea to a mental condition versus a respiratory diagnosis, it's, it's again, it's all in the wording, but loosely, it can be related to um, to SSD. It, it, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to have likely the IMO and that nexus to to put it all together. Um, it depends on the documentation that you have. Um, do you want to add on that? That one's and, tough. Yeah, and, and then you, you need to have that sleep study. Okay, so it's it's a little bit of an extra hurdle. Um, it can be done. Um, it, it it can be done. Yep, for sure. I see, uh, uh, great Milton, question, Steve. Milton has a good question. Um, secondary claim put in for loss of sleep due to tinnitus. Um, there are so many secondaries um, that can be related to tinnitus. Um, it's just that that ten percent initial grant, but um, a lot of a lot of things can be directly related to tinnitus. So again, I'll refer you back to your coach to talk about your specific situation um, and come up with a strategy. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, clearly loss of sleep is, is related to tinnitus. So it's, it's yep. common and it is something that we can work on a claim for here with your coach. Yep. So tinnitus is considered a low value claim, um, but it can be used as a gateway condition. Okay. So tinnitus is valued at 10% um, if you're granted it. Um, but you can file for secondaries off of your tinnitus. You're going to need some really strong evidence but uh, falling asleep or having difficulty falling asleep is a very real thing. I suffer from this myself and uh, it's very hard to fall asleep. I have to sleep. The VA actually gave me a sound machine. I have to fall asleep with that sound machine going all night. Um, but it, it does it does impact your life. So there are secondary uh, claims you can file off of tinnitus for sure, for sure. Uh, let's see. Nathan. <laughs> Nathan, sometimes we see them within days. That's a good question, Nathan. <laughs> see, that is a great question. I mean, there is no rhyme or reason. There really isn't. Um, and it's not depending on what state you're in because there's a national queue. Um, all of the regional offices are reviewing um, just the, the next guy in line. So I think it, 
there's no rhyme or reason. I mean, we can have one back in three days and we can have one back in um, 90 days, 120 days. There's no way to answer that. Yeah, Nathan, there, there are a lot of factors, right? It depends if you're filing one claim on its own. It depends if you're filing four or five conditions all at the same time. Um, and it also depends on what that claim is for. If you filed a mental health claim, those generally come back a lot faster. Um, we're seeing the VA make decisions on those a lot faster. They're generally, for CMP exams, they're generally having video conferences and then they make their decisions uh, fairly shortly after that versus an in-person physical exam, uh, you know, let's say for your back or your knee or your feet, something, something along those lines. Um, the, the time after the CMP exam for that decision uh, may be a little longer as well, um, but also just getting that CMP exam scheduled in the first place. And then obviously in this new, this new world with COVID, um, every state is opened up at different phases. So we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of factors come come into the, um, you know, the time delay when decisions are being made. So it's, it's kind of, kind of tough to say, unless I knew your whole situation, but that's kind of, um, kind of the full, the full broad answer there, uh, too. Uh, let's see, Michael asked a question, my letter of intent. Okay. Intent to file was submitted November 19, submitted my claim 820 have my CMP exam October still no decision as of today have received two letters saying that they're still working on my still working on my claim yep it's normal um, it's not really a good or bad signal like I was just saying with um, with covid uh, you know and, and it depends what state you're in uh, depend uh, the the entire VA system is backlogged I know uh, Jen you can talk about this too I know a lot of um a lot of raiders are even working over the weekends um, just to make their numbers and just just to help out their veterans with their decisions to help up with help out with that backlog from last year, right? Yeah, yeah, and I know that the um, the VA raiders are most of the offices are on mandatory overtime and have been um, even if even working at home, they're getting through the claims. It's one thing that is um, that's a good thing is that I think since two thousand. 16 or 17, there's no more paper files. So everything is in a regional queue. It gets sent to the, the Raiders um, laptop and they work it. So um, some are more backlogged than others, um, but that's the good thing about the national queue. Um, if they have to do their own research, uh, the VA does have a duty to assist. So there may be some some reaching out that they have to do on, on your behalf at some point. Um, so that just might slow it down. And if you, Again, I think Caleb just mentioned it too. If you uh, submitted multiple issues, multiple conditions versus one, maybe two, um, that's definitely going to slow it up. That's definitely, um, if they have several sets of, of uh, supporting documentation and records that they have to review, if you had to do, um, if you submitted an IMO and an exit, there's so much that they have to go through for one. If you um, if you kind of doubled up or tripled up, then that's really going to slow things down. Yeah, it just creates that log jam with the VA, and uh, it makes that that Raiders job a little bit harder because they have to they have to figure out every condition that they're trying to rate you for and go through all your evidence. So, if you have that really targeted approach where you're filing one, maybe two claims or conditions at a time, you you should get that decision back a lot faster. So, uh, let's see, I've learned a lot. Um, from VACI live videos. So it's a very, very good place to get education. 
uh, for your life. Thank you so much for the the shout out there. We really appreciate it. This is what we do. This is what we love to do um, is to be here for our veterans and, and help out in, in any way we can as they tackle, as you all tackle this VA claims process. Uh, copy with the coaches. Jeff, Jeff comes to copy with the coaches. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. Hey, Jeff, what's up? How can I get a copy of my CMP report from the doctors so I can see what they're actually saying? Um, if it's a if it's a private doctor, um, you should be able to reach out and just file a medical release form. If it's within the VA, if you download your blue button report, um, that will have all of your um, that will have all of your medical evidence in there as well. Uh, Jeff, I hope that answers your question. If you need yeah, to clarify. If you, had your, if you had your CMP um, either through the VA or through a VA contractor, it'll be in your blue button report when it's updated with your claim. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, Jason asked a good question. I filed sleep apnea secondary, secondary to service connection PTSD, then filed a separate claim for chronic fatigue, Gulf War presumptive. Yep. Um, then they combine them. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about, yeah, it, it is typical that the, the VA will combine them. Um, so that that is right. Um, wait on the decision letter. I see you're waiting on the decision letter. Yeah. Wait on that um, and, and really dig into what it says and, and what their reasoning was. And if you disagree with it based on any of the information that you heard today, um, file that supplemental or, or actually in the correct order or the order that we recommend, file the higher, higher level review without any new evidence. Um, but if you need to add new evidence, then file a supplemental and you can tackle it that way. Okay. If you disagree with their decision, but wait for that decision letter, um, first and really dig into what their reasoning was. Yep. Uh, sleep study has been completed. Uh, this is Steve's uh, sleep study has been completed nine months ago. Should I get another sleep study outside the VA to connect? Study to connect the SSD to the OSA, I think is what he's asking. I, th I think that's right. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead, Jim. I think um, if you if you wonder if you should get the IML, you should get the IML. If you feel like you don't already have the documentation to strongly support um, a connection, get the IML. Always opt for the IMO. Again, that is the IMO with the Nexus is your golden ticket. Um, it directly shows connection. I'm not saying that it's it's a hundred percent a win, but that is supporting evidence that can't be just can't be direct, you know, disputed. Um, there's a provider stating that you, this condition that you're claiming is um, directly related. That's your nexus. That's your, hey, this is related. So if you aren't sure that you have enough supporting evidence based on your medical records, your VA records, find an independent um, and you we, we connect you with our third party. Um, find that independent and get that nexus statement. Mm -hmm. You may not need another evaluation for the sleep study, but you do need that nexus to connect the two. Yep. Uh, hey, Jimmy, I see uh, I see you're chiming in here. Okay, we got a Facebook user. Um, I was denied because they couldn't validate that my PTSD was caused uh, in combat. What now? Um, so for PTSD, you need that you need that for that mental health condition for PTSD. 
you need that in-service, you know, we're talking about combat stressor event, okay? Um, what I would recommend is if you can get a hold of any of your battle buddies who are with you and send them a buddy statement or a lay statement and get them to get them to spell out exactly what happened. And um, I would also um, make sure you upload your DD-214, which will, which will list where you served. And the VA Raider um, will, will have to look at that. Now, if you did all of that already, um, because you were denied, um, if you need to add that buddy letter, file the, su the supplemental claim. If you already have a buddy letter, then file the HLR. Okay. HLR, remember, no new evidence, supplemental, adding new and relevant information or new and relevant evidence. So that buddy or lay statement could be added to that supplemental claim. And the VA will take another look at that. Okay. Hey there. Hey there, Hi. boss. What's going on, Brian? Boss. <laughs> glad, to, glad to see you here, brother. Glad to see you here. Uh, we have another user saying they just got 70% for their SSD. Only evidence was my IMO. Yep. That IMO, um, like Jen was already saying, is that golden ticket. If you can get that IMO from a uh, board-certified doctor, uh, you can you can join our organization. We'll get you in touch with the company that we partnered with. Or if your doctor will be generous enough to write you a solid Nexus letter, that will be your golden ticket, okay? That will be your golden ticket to, uh, to your claim, okay? I'm going to add this user. I was denied because they couldn't validate that my PTSD – oh, I'm sorry, that, below that, Marty – um, I filed a PTSD claim and was denied due to lack of evidence. So that, Marty, is um, is your cue to um, seek out an IMO. Um, it, it, it may not be PTSD. Um, there may be a different factor that it might be um, diagnosed under. I would seek out um, that IMO, that golden ticket. Um, you'll have you'll have a psych eval. You'll have another CMP. You'll have the opportunity to retell your story and have that connected. Um, so depending on when um, your denial was, um, you can do the HLR, have it reviewed if you already believe that you have an, uh, a nexus statement in your evidence. Otherwise, I would um, definitely, definitely seek out that IMO and uh, resubmit. Yeah, I think that that's a, a great answer for this next question, too. Richard has, uh, has a question. Would a nexus letter... Uh, be sufficient to win a mental health claim. Yep. Yep. The nexus letter is, is what you need, boss. Yeah. is what you need. Uh, Paul. Yeah. I, I agree with you. The VA, the VA isn't always, um, yeah, is what it is. I think that's that we all know that without it even being said, we all, uh, we all understand the VA is what it is. It's a, it's a big organization, but, um, the fight isn't over unless you say it's over, okay, with your disability claim. Um, they want you to self-select, uh, to tap out, okay? They want, you to, they want you to get out of the process. They make it difficult. They make it frustrating. They make it confusing. Um, like I told you all in the opening when, I started, when we started this, um, this live, I was spinning my wheels with the VA. I, was, I knew I was underrated. I was frustrated with the decision letters coming back. Uh, I filed my supplementals. I filed my HLR uh claims uh most of them came back denied due to lack of medical evidence um so that's why that's why we exist as an organization and uh that's why we get on these live calls 
uh, with all you veterans to, uh, to help point you at least in the right direction, whether you do it on your own or whether you join us and get assigned a coach here at VA Claims Insider. Um, we, we are here for you to point you in the right direction as you tackle your claims process, okay? Hey, what's up, Steven? Increased hunters in the house. Glad to have you, brother. Glad to see, glad to see you here. Uh, let's see. Uh, trying to catch up here. Denied plantar fasciitis. Doctor won't write a nexus due to me not being diagnosed within one year of separation. I have a current diagnosis with DBQ from a private doctor and have evidence in my military records of pain, uh, foot pain. Yeah, go for the supplemental in uh, the supplemental claim. Uh, file that new and relevant information, and, um, and and go from there. Yep, yep. If you can get a buddy letter, that would be that would be cool too. So, uh, let's see, Jonathan. I submitted supplemental and HLR twice. Oh boy, for OSA secondary to chronic. Yep. However, VA will not accept my DBQ nexus letter from the med team due to the VA's internal policies. Go, uh, it sounds like, oh man, you've already been denied twice. From an HLR, and they're not accepting new evidence because it's... Not through the health? HLR, yeah, they won't accept new, ele uh, new oh, right, evidence. Right. Well, yeah, the VA cannot ignore independent evals, okay? The, the tie goes to the runner to use a baseball term. So, um, yeah, yeah. The tie goes to the runner. They can't, uh, they can't ignore medical evidence. Okay. It sounds like you're, you're a good candidate for an appeal. Um, take it up to the appeal. This is for Jonathan. Okay. If you've done the supplemental in the HLR, um, it sounds like you need to go for a, a records review, uh, with an appeal judge and have them look at all of your, all of your evidence. Okay, Jonathan, I hope that helps. Yep, you're you're still in the fight. You just have to. It sounds like you have to go the appeal route. Okay. Uh, John asked a question. Nexus letter and IMO are they the same thing? Yeah, sorry, we use them interchangeably as as synonyms. So yeah, yep. So the the IMO stands for Independent Medical Opinion, um, and within that letter, the nexus statement will be made. So when we're talking about that together here, yep, that's that's the same. Yep. Oh, Jonathan. Okay, I see. Yeah, send it up to an appeal. Send it up to an appeal. They can't ignore your information. It doesn't matter where you live. Um, it doesn't matter where you lived. Um, you can, yeah. Hey, uh, Kurt brings up a good point. Call your congressman. Um, call the congressman uh, in your state um, and bring up. I, I know a lot of um, a lot of um, a lot of veterans have had to call their congressman and actually get the process moving that way. And and generally, when you do that. Um, that, uh, you'll see movement, you'll see movement come up, uh, you'll see movement on your claim move quite fast. The other thing you can do, and if one of our wonderful coaches can put this in the, uh, the comment box, you can also call the one eight, I'm sorry, the, um, the white house hotline, the VA hotline, it's different than the 1000 number. Okay. So VA hotline is 1-800-827-1000. You can take it a step further and call the White House VA hotline and have it escalated, okay? And that number is 855-948-2311, okay? So I've actually had to use that number a couple times myself and that knock on wood, I was able to, to receive some movement, uh, see some movement on my claim shortly after calling that number. So 
855-948-2311. That's the uh, the White House VA hotline, okay? I have it on speed dial on my phone. So, yep. So, um, hope that that helps, Jonathan, uh, if you need to reach out, okay? Uh, went for an increase. So, this is uh, manual. I went for, uh, oh, yeah, I went for an increase PTSD. Uh, did a CMP, got awarded 70 from 50. Then two months later, they took it back down back down to 50. Okay. Hey, so if you get, if you get a decrease letter, um, you have 60 days to add new evidence. You need to get with your mental health team. You need to show that you're still, still seeking treatment. Okay. For your mental health condition and then, uh, upload those, upload those mental health records, um, to stop that, um, to stop that decrease in its tracks. Okay. But you only have 60 days to do that. So make sure, uh, Make sure you get on that, okay? Uh, reach out to your mental health team. Get some new, get some new evidence going. Show that you're seeking treatment. Whether you're seeking time with a counselor, whether you're seeking um, group therapy, and this can be done video conference too. So from the comfort of your own home. Um, and then if you're, you know, if you need to be taking medication, make sure you're ordering your medication and having that delivered to your house. Or you're going to pick it up, whatever, whatever your situation is. But the VA needs to see. That you're, uh, you have the uh, the continuation of care. Okay, you need to be able to show that you're still getting treated uh, for your mental health condition. Okay. Uh, Doug brings up a great point. Make sure you give your case number for your claim when you call the White House hotline. Yep, great, uh, great point. <clears throat> Stephen, thanks for the backup, bro. Thirty days to respond, then sixty to provide provide the new evidence. So exactly, so thirty days to respond acknowledge that you got their their intent to decrease you and then within 60 days provide that new evidence okay okay so tom he got his migraine service connected to his ptsds to his mental health uh condition you get them two to four times a week i hear your brother i get the same thing i'm i'm rated for tension headaches and migraines um yep make sure you're make sure you're logging everything down with the migraine buddy app that's a great app you only got 100%. Record in the Migraine Buddy app, record one to three months of your headaches, okay? Then download the report, and then you can upload that and file for a simple increase just for your headaches, okay? So um, it sounds, and, and then um, write a new statement. Also, write a personal statement along with that Migraine Buddy, buddy app report and um, file for an increase. I went from True story. I was uh, I exited the Marine Corps with zero percent in headaches. I suffer from headaches four times a week at least minimum. I wake up with chronic headaches and I go to sleep with the same headache. It almost never stops. I uploaded three months of logbook entries and a personal statement, and in about two months, I I got my decision back and they gave me fifty percent. So I went from zero to fifty percent. If you're already service connected, that's half the battle. Okay. Um, provide that new that new personal statement along with the buddy the uh, migraine buddy logbook and um, and file for an increase to your headaches. Okay, so that's that's a pretty simple move there. Okay, good luck with that. I would want to um, actively be seeing your doctor or a therapist. So whether it's three months, six months, twice a week, or uh, twice a month. Um, you can be on meds, you don't have to be on meds, but you do need to be um, actively um, seeking treatment. If, you're, if your mental health condition has um, worsened, 
then that needs to be documented. You need to be um, reaching out to your doctor. Hey, I need to be seen more frequently. Um, if I'm being seen every six months right now, I need to be seen every three months, maybe once a month. Um, but just make sure that it's documented that you're requesting um, help with managing that mental health condition. Uh, we have a Facebook user saying uh, we're, we're going to wrap up shortly, guys. We're running right about our hour, okay, right about the end of our time. But we'll we'll try to squeeze in a couple more questions, okay? Uh, so what other treatments do I need for mental health besides the medication? I would reach out to your mental health provider and ask for weekly meetings, okay? Uh, whether you decide to do group therapy, if you're open enough to do that, or just one-on-one -on -one time, but but uh, reach out, reach out to your mental health provider and seek that treatment that goes beyond the medication. Okay, so um, you know, talk to your mental health provider once once a week or once every other week. Um, but but as much as you need to. Okay, your your situation is unique to yourself. So if you need to speak to your provider more than than twice twice a month, then make sure you're reaching out and, and expressing that. Okay. John, um, I think that he posted earlier that he's in Japan, so he doesn't get regular interaction with his coaches. So he's joining sessions um, to get his information, and it's 3 a.m. there. So thank you, John, Thanks, John. for valuing our content. <laughs> thank you for valuing our content um, enough to stay up with us until 3 a.m. your time. Yep. Yep. Thanks for uh, thanks for checking in with us. We uh, we really really appreciate it. Um, I know it's uh, it's not easy going through this process, but it, it sounds like you're jumping through jumping through an extra hoop. You know, waking up in the middle of the night to uh, to join us. So um, you guys are so welcome. Um, uh, we're glad. A uh, couple comments here. We're glad you learned a ton. Uh, feel free to uh, to stay in this group. Uh, we have live classes every Wednesday. Um, so, and with new and exciting, uh, with new and exciting, uh, topics that we talk about all the time. Um, and then, uh, obviously feel free to make a comment on the, uh, on the board and, uh, our coaches will reach out to you, uh, as soon as they can to try to help you navigate this, uh, this claims process. Again, we know it's not easy. Uh, we know it's a struggle, um, again, from personal experience. Um, but remember it's not, um, it's not over unless you say it's over. Okay, so just a little encouragement there mid uh, midweek. And um, and uh, again, from one veteran to another, thank you all for your service. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, we will uh, we will see you later. Okay, stay safe, stay healthy. And uh, thank you again for joining us. Have a great day, everybody.